0: This message is for parents and younger listeners. Just a heads up before you begin listening to the episode, the movie reviewed is not suitable for a younger audience. As always, that does not mean this episode is not safe for the family. We will always remain family friendly. Those scenes that could be considered explicit will not be talked about in detail in this review. Now, on with the show. No that's not it Ah. there we go they didn't ask us was not recorded in front of a live studio audience and now here are your hosts jay crowder
1: and john Mueller.
0: us i am jay and with me always is my co-host john
1: hey y'all how you doing
0: so glad to have you back got that nice southern y'all in there. Feel yeah, all I, nice warm and cozy now.
1: I say y'all all the time like whether it's Twitter or like my Twitch chat. I I just say y'all constantly. It's a nice shortcut. Well, and the thing about it is like so I've I've studied, I counted it up the other day, including English, I think I have taken academic classes in 4 different languages.
0: That's impressive.
1: And every other language I've ever studied has a y'all word okay well i mean so and so then we it's, we aren't
0: the only ones that do it
1: oh not at all it's accepted grammar in all of these other places so there you go. i feel like i'm doing my part for the english language using y'all i'm not on the ain't train yet i'm not i'm not a fan of ain't but i'll probably get there eventually yeah never say never you might all right of doing it what that was like one of his first albums was Never Say Denver.
0: Oh, Justin Bieber.
1: Yeah. I don't know why yeah. I know that. I know a lot of things that I wish I could forget, but I can't. That's one that you might want to try to forget. <laughs> I did is the problem. And it's just there because it's like it's a Bieber album and it's a song by the fray. And I really want to remember it as a song by the fray. But I know both of them, sadly.
0: Well, we are back again. We're so glad to have you back as well listener um you are great and you are the reason that we keep doing this but uh everything's been pretty good with me john how about how about you what, what have you been up to
1: a lot of uh a lot of twitch streaming here in the in the quarantine of of my life met uh so through twitter i met a, another small streamer like me and he and i have actually gotten to be pretty good friends so when we uh when we finish up recording i'm probably gonna go hop into his chat and hang out with him for a little bit very cool. I actually watched one of your uh, Twitch. It, it wasn't Yikes. live. It was uh, one like of the a, recorded a ones from okay. the night
0: before. Yeah, and it was... Um,
1: uh, Division. Yes, it the Division tu- yeah, 2.
0: Tuesday night. Y'all kept talking about how buggy it is.
1: Oh my gosh. And there was <laughs> just like, uh, it's so disappointing. I wanted that game to be so much better than it is, but it's also you know into its second year of lifespan, so... The fact that there's content at all is is better than it could be, I guess.
0: That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, I uh, speaking of uh, video games, um, Valhalla. Did you oh, see that trailer? Word.
1: Assassin's Creed Valha- Valhalla. I, so I probably shouldn't say this, but I like I watched it at work. Like I I, li- I was listening for footsteps the whole time, because um, <laughs> I, I work in a back office at my job, so I can typically hear when people are coming and i sat down and i watched that and i am so excited
0: it looks pretty stinking awesome which i will say that the assassins creed franchise they have always done very well with cinematic trailers like going back through i actually i watched that one i actually i watched it with my son and he was like wow that Yikes. was intense yeah and, and I was like, yeah, it was. Uh,
1: in That's fact, it. I probably shouldn't have let you watch that. But It's a rated M trailer, much less a game.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so we watched that, and then he was like, wow, is the game actually going to look like that and be like that? And I with said, him? well... Potentially. Not exactly. Potentially, yes. Especially with the new generation of consoles. So but...
1: um, so the guy that I've been... That I'm going to hop into his chat when we get off his name's Inferno Games. Um, and he's been going through Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So like I have a lot of experience watching him play that game and is yeah. have you been playing Origins or Odyssey? I've been playing Origins okay. and I've really enjoyed it a lot. So it is a so I can't speak for Origins, but speaking from Odyssey, it's a beautiful game.
0: And so is Origins too. Like I loved the setting. It was in uh takes place in Egypt. And um I mean it really is like the whole country of Egypt. It's pretty intense. But yeah. I've really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean Odyssey's massive, so in the event that you hundred percent origins, like you have a task on your hands when you get to Odyssey. Oh
0: my gosh. I can't even imagine fin I, I probably like by the time I finish Origins, it'll be holiday. It'll be and Valhalla. Valhalla will, will be out, so I probably won't even
1: play Odyssey. Jay, if Valhalla calls your name, uh let me know so I can talk you out of it. That's a that's a Norse joke for you.
0: I like that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, but uh for those who may not have watched the trailer um or don't care. Um it's uh <laughs> cuz you honestly that's you fair. might be one of those people that's, no, that's like that's yeah, whatever. But it's uh, it's Vikings. It's um uh Norse legend and and stuff like that. So, and it's going to be looks like a lot of it takes place in england because mm-hmm. the vikings did let's they, see i guess it was the 8th 9th and
1: or, or maybe the 10th century maybe i would think anywhere from like 800 to 1100 because um hastings was 1066 and i think those people were of they were either norse or norse descent i don't really know really i just know the date and william the conqueror but i can't even remember who he fought well, it looks awesome. I'm so excited. So I'm
0: interested to see where it goes. And l- yeah, kind of like what you said, Odyssey is so massive because Origins is big. Odyssey is so m- is even bigger than mm-hmm. that. And so I can only imagine that it's either going to be bigger than Odyssey or just as big. And so there's just going to be so much to do. I don't know.
1: I would almost think it could be big in the same sense as like Black Flag was. Because, Because, I mean, the Viking ships were, you know, so crucial to their civilization. Yeah, I heard pillaging
0: is going to be like a really big key part of the game.
1: Yeah, and Odyssey brought back an aspect of the naval warfare that Black Flag had, not necessarily to the extent, because, I mean, there's no gunpowder, so you can't have cannons and all of that. Right. But, I mean, if you bring it that much further ahead in a historical timeline, then, I mean, there's going to be some advancement for sure.
0: I'll be interested to see what happens.
1: But as always, we tend to dive first
0: into the news. So we will go ahead and do that. Uh, Lots of news
1: this week. There's been a lot that's happened over the past two
0: weeks. Have you been
1: keeping track of that? Uh, Not really. You know, my quarantine has extended into my social media in the sense of I don't really keep track of a whole lot. Although uh, we are entering a new month, so there's a whole new wave of stuff hitting uh, streaming services. So I've got, I've got that link pulled up. I can just kind of hit the high points if you want.
0: Yes, actually, yeah, go ahead and do that. That'd be great.
1: It was a lot of originals, and then Ace Ventura Pet Detective. I'm actually kind of excited about that. Uh, the, the only two Back to the Future movies. There are only two Back to the Future movies. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, so Gene Wilder and Johnny Depp versions both on Netflix. Oh, you know, that would be a fun one that we could compare. Just like a com- or even uh the Johnny Depp Alice in Wonderland versus the the old school um, cartoon. Dis- Disney animated. Wonderland? Yeah, that would be uh, yeah. that would be something.
0: Yeah, that would be something.
1: Uh Benjamin Button got added. I think it's the first 3 underworld movies. I think there are four, but I don't know what the fourth one is. Those are actually not bad. I they're not good, but they are they're enjoyable. not good. No, but they definitely are not award winning. No, but they but are fun to watch. Yeah, they're they're a fun little watch. Um, so it added uh, Underworld, Underworld Evolution, and Rise of the Lichens, and then uh, it goes to Disney Plus next. One of the pinnacle movies of my childhood uh, is getting added. It's a uh, Homeward Bound: The Incredible Journey. Yes, I feel like my sisters and I watched that movie a lot. Shadow, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch that later. Um, <laughs> see if it's as a uh, bad now as it was good then. I feel like that's how a lot of childhood movies are for me. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides got added. I don't even know which one that is. Is that four, five? Okay, yeah, that was eight.
0: four. So
1: <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so that was
0: you had a uh, Black Pearl and then mm-hmm. Dead Man's Chest. And then at World's End, end, and then we thought that that was it. And then they brought back On Stranger Tides. Okay. And it was actually not bad. It was pretty good.
1: Okay. I might have to give it a, give it a try. It was different. And then onto Hulu, Eon Flux, 2005, I think with a Charlize Theron. It was one of those like stylized sci-fi action movies. It was not good. Yeah. I don't Um, even remember that one. Batman Begins and The Dark Knight got added to Hulu. I am very excited about that.
0: Those are fantastic.
1: Of course, I have those uh, on DVD. So yeah, uh, Demolition Man. I think it was a uh, Wesley Snipes. Yes. And was it Stallone? Yes. From uh, from ninety three got added to uh, to Netflix. Mega Mind. The uh, I think it was DreamWorks. Oh yeah, that had Will Ferrell in it. Mm-hmm. I never saw that. I I didn't either. But I mean. Considering how much going outside I'm not doing, I might actually watch it. Um, the Green Mile, which I've heard really good things about, and I've Fantastic never seen. Fantastic movie. I've, I've never seen it. I feel really bad about it, actually. Not really a whole lot on Amazon Prime. I think that might be that might be the high points, other okay. than May May Fourth, Star Wars Day, the Disney Gallery, the Mandalor like making of the Mandalorian comes out. I'm so looking that's gonna forward be, to that. Yeah. That's going to be pretty exciting. And it's the same day as the the Star Wars series finale, which is going to be very bittersweet for me.
0: Yes, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Absolutely. Now, I know you'll be excited about this, but did you see that May 15th, Scoob is going to be released to buy and rent on digital?
1: So I, was, I heard about that in the wake of the whole um, Universal versus AMC kind of yeah. debate right now, because they were saying like, you know, trolls world tour was doing so well that universal is like you know what we're just going to start releasing things digitally all the time yeah and amc as the the nation's biggest movie theater chain was like nah bro you're dead to us and so the article I was reading about it mentioned Scoob being a, being a digital release as well. So hopefully, at the end of the day, all I care about is that it's a better experience for the consumer.
0: Well, I, well, I was about to say, like, how do you feel about that? About Universal saying, "Hey, we're gonna do, we are gonna do a theater release, but we're also gonna do a digital release at the same time." So now you have this option.
1: I, I don't know. I'm I'm of two minds with it because. Uh, where I live, we have a, a local independent theater um, and I have a couple of friends who work there and we love going there. Um, if we can at all help it, we try to go there, support the local, all of that jazz. Um, various drive-in theaters around the area are also independent. Um, so we want to see them do well. As from, from a business perspective, I want to see them do well uh, because I want to keep being able to go to them. But on the flip side you know, I want the consumer to be able to have a better experience and whether that's, you know, driving the price down at other theaters or whether it's being able to watch it at their house, like at the end of the day, it's a consumer driven market. So I I don't know. I'm, I see both sides of it.
0: Yeah, I do too. And, um, you know, I think with it, you know, I, I think universal has a point, I think, especially for like their, for their younger audiences You know, for kids' movies, I think that that is probably a really positive thing to do that, because I'm thinking, as a parent, there are movies that my son will want to see that I'm kind of like, okay, I'll go with you, you know? But with this, like, if we just rent it, then, you know, I won't necessarily make him watch it by himself, but I can definitely, like, keep myself occupied with something else while we're sitting there watching it together.
1: So then kind of as a as a cynical take on that very well thought out um um plan there. So I I'm not a parent, um but sometimes I enjoy going to see animated or or more known as children's movies. Uh does that mean do you think that there are going to be fewer families in the theater? Because they'll have the perspective of it's ultimately cheaper to watch this at home. I think... So it would make it a a theoretically more positive viewing experience for me because you don't have things like, you know, crying children and yelling children and children kicking the back of your seat.
0: Well, I see one of two things happening. I see, and this was kind of my whole thought on the the whole thing, is we're probably going to see, yes, you're right, I think we will see less families going to the theater because they'll see because i mean think about the experience of taking your child to the theater they move around they kick they got to go to the bathroom they've got to go do this and that and the other and so i think what we might end up seeing and and is we'll start seeing less families going to the movies but also i think we're going to end up seeing a huge hike in prices for the movies as well okay because now there's going to be less people that are actually less traffic actually going and so theaters are going to start losing a whole lot of money
1: at the same time though and this is what I've heard from the the people I know who work at various theaters a lot of the ticket price kind of goes back to the studio so the the concession cost is where the theater itself makes the money
0: but how much do they really make off of it i mean how much do they make off of a ticket do you know like the percentage I mean I'm uh, sure it varies.
1: It's low. It's it's very low.
0: Well, who knows?
1: Cuz I mean, I don't even so we go to the, when we go to the local theater, we actually buy concessions there cuz that's what we were told is saying, you know, that's how small theaters or other other I guess theoretically the chains as well. That's how they make the majority of their money, which is why movie theater concessions are, you know, stereotypically expensive. Yeah. But the lion's share of the ticket itself goes back to the studio. I don't even go to Dollar Tree to get candy when we go to the movies anymore because I'm all about support local. Support the local business. And I love Dollar Tree, man. <laughs> <laughs> they got some
0: good stuff. So as far as news goes, um, one of the things that really stood out to me was Jurassic World Dominion. They've released a new steel, uh, not steel, but still. <laughs> did, you, did you see it? Did you I have see not. the still? I might okay. it up here. It looks like some of the film is going to take place in the snow. Made me wonder, are we going to see an evolution in the dinosaurs? Because as you and I know now, dinosaurs weren't actually giant lizards. Most of them were more like birds. So they had feathers and they had fur. So are we going to see a more evolved dinosaur where maybe they actually look like the accurate you know
1: just these giant chickens I'm sorry. I'm running sorry. around the the first image result on google was somebody in one of those uh t-rex inflatable costumes pushing a snowblower so i searched i searched jurassic world 3 snow and it pulled up
0: and that's what you saw <laughs> that's what it pulled up that's fantastic <laughs>
1: I hope that I hope that's what it is like I would go see that movie. That's, that'd be awesome That was
0: the still that's it <laughs> Yeah it's like a picture of a a young girl it, it kind of looks like the girl from oh wait you haven't seen the newest one have you Mm-mm. It's the little girl from the newest one uh she's a little bit older but she's standing in some snow and she's got like a hat and scarf and everything And so it just kind of made me wonder I was like I wonder if we're going to see the dinosaurs Actually, being in multiple places and not just, you know, in like adapting to whatever environment they happen to be in. So I don't know. It it, it kind of it sparked some interest for me. I was like, that's very interesting to to see.
1: Well, and especially in the wake of uh, Snowpiercer, you know, with with that Arctic environment around the planet, you know, is that just you know bringing what we previously watched into what we might watch in the future. Is that something they would consider? Like, you know, we have to kill all the dinosaurs, so we have to kill the sun. Like...
0: <laughs> yeah. I, well, maybe. Good. Yeah. That'd be weird. I didn't think about that.
1: It'd be a weird Snow crossover. Snowpiercer is
0: actually a sequel to Jurassic World Dominion.
1: You heard it here first. Now, I know you loved uh, Suicide Squad. I appreciated Suicide Squad. I'm not going to go, go so far as to say loved.
0: Okay, I loved it. I thought it was pretty good. Definitely one of the better DC movies it's that a, they've released.
1: It's a low bar to cross.
0: Well, James Gunn announced that you officially will not have to have seen Suicide Squad before seeing the sequel.
1: That makes complete so, sense because it's kind it of is, it's n- it's not a true reboot as much as it is kind of a reset, right? Yeah. Because I mean, historically with the Suicide Squad, that's kind of the that's kind of the thing. Is there? It's not like the Justice League or the Avengers. When there's a set group of people that are that team, like Suicide Squad, they just kind of pull whoever would be best for each individual mission, right? Yeah, it really, yeah, exactly. They
0: have like a whole, yeah, it's like you get to pick your team for dodgeball.
1: I would absolutely pick Deadshot. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, every single time. He'd be wow. the first one picked. Yeah, he'd, it'd be him versus everybody and he would still win. Now, who would be the last one picked? Oh, gosh. Penguin. Penguin. I don't think penguins ever been in suicide squad.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right.
1: Killer Croc maybe just cuz he's big and not yeah, necessarily agile.
0: All the all the all the dodgeballs would bust.
1: Yeah, that would probably be uh, <laughs> Plus, just just
0: my just my thought. Like you would like with Killer Croc, I feel like he's the one out of all of them that like you would say, "Hey, we're playing dodgeball," and he would just end up killing somebody. Yeah, that's just it. because he's Killer Croc and he just doesn't understand human interaction anymore.
1: Let us uh, let us know in the comments uh, when we post this <laughs> on Facebook. Yes, Suicide Squad was a dodgeball team. Who would you pick and who would you avoid? Yes, I really want to gonna... hear the answers for this. This is actually really interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna post this. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have this debate on the on the page. That's gonna be awesome. So, staying with the DC universe, the Batman. Has been pushed back to October 2021. That's the one with uh, Robert Pattinson. And the writer says that this will be better for the movie because it fits the tone.
1: What is that even? It fits the tone? It fits the
0: tone
1: and it's being pushed back to October. So, oh, it's Halloween. Long Halloween. Yeah, that took me a second. That's oh, where like, they're what do you going mean, with the, it. Be, being delayed hits like fits the tone? What is it like a like a hat like a like a Domino's pizza get it in 30 minutes or it's free and it's like 45 minutes late. What how does that fit the tone? Definitely not. Okay. Being that delayed one that fits the tone. That that took me a second. I feel embarrassed. Yeah, well, uh, it just kind
0: of confirms those rumors. You know, we had already, you know, most people have been speculating, "Hey, this cast of people being you know this cast of uh, heroes and villains
1: it really is kind of sounding like it's long halloween you you uh, really wanted to say cast of characters didn't you i did <laughs> i, <laughs> I knew did it, it flows so easily and so almost cliched i did yeah that's actually why i avoided
0: it now i this next bit of news uh, it's kind of a two part thing the venom sequel has been pushed back of course along with everything else to 2021 um, but it's officially titled "Venom: Let There Be Carnage." That's a really stupid title. I think so too. Like, I get what it is because Carnage, obviously. G- gee, I wonder who's going to be
1: in this movie. It's just that's such a dumb title. I, I think so too. Like, talk about and cliche. I just I
0: still can't get over just the
1: Woody Harrelsonness.
0: Well, that and just that there's no Spider Man that still really bothers me a lot. Yeah. Like he would look so much better if he had a giant white tarantula on his chest and he doesn't and it bothers me.
1: I mean, we could we can always hope eventually if they're if they're successful enough, Marvel might be like, "Hey, you know what? We're going to buy him too. You know, we we have Disney money now." So That's true. Speaking of the Venom movie, I learned recently. So I've been reading a lot of like weird random articles uh in quarantine and one of them was like most famous ad-libbed or off-script uh moments and the the lobster tank scene in venom was off-script interesting tom Tom hardy was like hey can i get in that and they were like we'll have to reinforce it because you know you're a human and not a lobster but (laughs) yeah we can do it so like all those people who were freaking out were freaking out
0: they were actually like oh my gosh this guy yeah. is
1: getting in the lobster tank yeah it's like the it's like the scene in alien no one knew what was happening i i love that i think that that is really cool yeah like i i haven't seen alien and i know what happens but more than anything more than it being like a pinnacle of sci-fi cinema history that scene is why i want to watch alien
0: it's it's a pretty good movie although i watched the first time i ever watched that i was pretty young and it scared me so bad.
1: Well, the first I one is. I was not supposed able to, to sleep for a while. What? The first one is supposed to be more of a sci fi horror movie. And then a- Aliens, the second one, is the more sci fi action one. And so
0: man, oh my gosh. There's still several scenes when I watch it that I have to, like,
1: turn away. In the first one? Yeah. Oh man, don't tell me that. I'm very. For someone who, like, plays as many graphic video games as I do, I'm still, like, incredibly squeamish. Yeah, well.
0: prepare yourself for that one
1: yeah i mean there was a scene in um extraction which we'll talk about later that i was like Uh."
0: yeah we may we probably won't go into detail about it but we will we will discuss it a little bit now um sony pictures speaking of venom uh sony pictures so everybody's been saying hey what are you calling your spider-man universe you know you Yeah. So, what they've gone with is Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Characters. That's the official
1: What is What title. is that as an acronym? Could you just just do the first letters of all of that? S P U M C. Oh man, that was like who whose idea was that? That's awful.
0: Sony Pictures <laughs> Universe of Marvel Characters.
1: Oh my gosh. That's you terrible. You heard that right can we like petition them to rename that or something like the movies themselves might be good, but that's just bad. They've all, I don't know. Yep. Well
0: last, well, actually I got a few other things, but we're kind of, we're, we're running a little long on news. So we'll finish up with, um, before we talk about clone wars, Ray Park has leaked that he may possibly be in the new season of Mandalorian posting a picture of the Sith symbol With the catchphrase, this is the way. How? I wondered the same thing. It could be one of two things. Either one, he's just trying to get everybody talking about it. However, you did mention that you saw him, there was an image of him in his mall attire. Yeah, he was like doing mocap stuff. Oh, is that what you saw? I think so. Oh, I thought you were saying he was actually in... His mall like suit.
1: No, it, I thought he was doing mocap stuff. So oh well, so they he posted. I, I, I don't see how he could, could because he okay. was killed in rebels.
0: However, it could be a flashback. Uh, oh, because the dark saber has been introduced mm-hmm. at the end of the first season. We discussed that in some earlier episode, and and so in that episode you see the Darksaber, and so it could be a flashback just kind of showing, like, Maul with the Darksaber, maybe?
1: I'll be honest with you, I would hate that. If everyone gets all worked up, and it's just a flashback of Darth Maul and the Darksaber, I would genuinely hate that.
0: Well, you know he's not in it, because you're right, he did die in Rebels, unless they're going back and saying that didn't really happen. So what if... What if it's not for Mandalorian? What if it's for Kenobi? See, that's what I think. I think it's for
1: Kenobi. But why would he put? Why did he post? Because this that's is the, the way the it Star Wars phrase right now. You know how after uh, uh what was it? the Rogue One? Everyone was like, "I'm one with the Force. The Force is one with me." Like the the Donnie Yen character. Everyone yeah, was like, "Yeah, I'm one yeah. with the
0: Force, and the Force is with me. I'm yeah. one with the Force, and the Force is with me."
1: Yeah. So that was like, everyone was like, oh, man, that's so cool. Like, that's the new Star Wars phrase or whatever. And Mandalorian, it was this is the way. So maybe he's just trying to capitalize on relevance. Could be. Because, I mean, obviously, <laughs> he's still Darth Maul. And there he was, I think he was doing mocap stuff recently. I'll have to look into that. But... He did.
0: No, you're right. He did because I saw the, they did a behind the scenes with uh, the Clone Wars episode that we're about to talk about. So anyway, I saw that. I thought that was interesting. Cause, for debate. Yeah, we're debating. <laughs> oh yeah, what do you think's gonna happen? Is he gonna show back? Is he gonna show up? I, you know,
1: and we know it's not a force ghost because the Sith don't get that privilege. So what if at the end he wasn't true Sith, like how Ahsoka wasn't true Jedi? What if he was like force neutral? I don't know. Good question. Because I mean, Ahsoka wasn't a Jedi at the end, and no. she got a she got a voice at the end of Rise of Skywalker. That's right. You're right. So we're, I'm going to throw a crazy theory out there just so we have something to talk about in the future. He could have been forced neutral. Yeah, I mean, it just gets you thinking. It does.
0: I'm in deep thought right now. I don't know. Yeah. I fine. guess
1: we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to. Um, I also heard, yeah, I also heard they're doing another episode with Bill Burr's character for season two. And I am not excited about that at all. Those one of my least favorite episodes of season one. Is it just going to be his character though? I would imagine it's going to be a similar tone for season two as it was in season one of just like, uh, here are all of these, this, these characters that, um, uh, Mando has worked with before. Maybe they're, they're trying to kill him after what he did to him in season one. And it's like, I honestly think the season would have been better without that episode. So I obviously think season two would be better without bringing those characters back.
0: Yeah, I don't know, that's debatable, because the episode itself, it did kind of bring... It just, you got to see more of that world that we hadn't ever really seen before. So it did a good job of just kind of introducing more of it, I guess.
1: But it was also such a disconnect from the tone of the rest of the linear story. I can agree with that, yeah. Like, I would have yeah. almost rather seen that as a one-shot, like a, a one-off, than in the middle of the series. Yeah, it could have been done a little bit better. I agree.
0: But speaking of Star Wars, that leads us into our weekly no, yeah,
1: our weekly talk about wh- what's happened in Clone Wars. And it's well, was, are we recapping boy, two episodes or three episodes?
0: We're we I at this point I think we're recapping three. Okay. But I don't even care about the first of that of the three. Okay. I only care about. Parts 1 and 2 that we've just been introduced to. Because I can't even
1: remember what happened before. Did you watch part 3? Isn't that part... the one that came out yesterday? The, anyway, the Ahsoka Mall Mandalore arc. Yeah, so
0: where we left off last time with you guys, if y'all haven't been keeping track of it at all, Ahsoka finally got out of her little prison cell with the help of... Well, actually, with none of the help of the Mandalorian. But they did...
1: No, wait, did the Mandalorian help out? I honestly don't remember. I can't either. The whole plot with the sisters, I'm just kind of trying to forget.
0: Yeah, I think Disney is too, to be honest. Uh, Unless they play some part at the end, but I seriously doubt it. But they, so they end up getting out of their little prison. The sisters go back to their thing, whatever they were doing before. And Ahsoka then leaves with the Mandalorian because they're like, hey, we need your help because Maul has kind of taken over. And so she leaves, and then the next episode they meet up with Anakin and Obi-Wan. Anakin talks Ahsoka into helping the Republic again. Somehow the clones had time to get really excited about Ahsoka coming back and paint their helmets to be the same color and design as Ahsoka's face. I understand that that's a really cool gesture, but would that not creep you out? A little bit. And I might edit this out, but it kind of made me
1: think of Blackface. The parallel is there, but yeah, I don't know that I would necessarily make it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was like,
0: I understood, kind of like what you said, the gesture was there you know and thoughtful and like hey we really love you and care about you but it yeah it was just kind of like you didn't have to do that yeah
1: i almost would have rather seen it like um so the clone armor is made up of all those different sections and they're not truly pieced together for the sake of mobility um so i would rather have seen it on like a like a shoulder piece they all had like custom shoulder pieces for the team that was going to be working with ahsoka yeah and that's also feasible in the sense of like yeah we could all do that really quickly because it's a smaller piece of armor
0: yeah like even like the outline of like her her head or something you know because she's got those very distinct headpiece
1: or even the, going or on. even the fulcrum symbol that we see in season one of rebels the fulcrum symbol, yeah that too hmm. just something like but not her whole face as a mask on their faces that's really weird <laughs> yeah so
0: anyway they uh they end up she ends up being uh wrangled back in with the republic uh she tries to get the republic to help them completely but of course they're like no we've got general grievous has kidnapped the um what was palpatine at this time uh emperor no No. chancellor was he chancellor they were gonna go rescue the chancellor from
1: grievous and then um no dooku dooku had that's what it was the chancellor sorry you're right they couldn't after that was rectified they couldn't help ahsoka because they found grievous
0: right and so um i don't know i thought the interaction between the three of them was really interesting uh obi-wan was kind of a little more standoffish than anakin was obviously but you could tell that obi-wan still cared about her and wanted to show that but at the same time Like, he still has this, like, Jedi way
1: really, like, forced into him. You know, it's it's ingrained ingrained in him. It's very Obi-Wan in that sense because, like, he knows what he wants to do and he knows what he should do. Right. And ultimately, I mean, he he Obi-Wans the heck out of that situation.
0: Yes, he does for sure. And then, um... So then they go off. They go their separate ways. Um, and, uh... Ahsoka then uh, faces Maul, and then the episode ends there. We then open back up to Maul. <sighs> Lots of stuff happens. Gosh, I can't even like wrap my head around it completely. But basically, what ends up happening is is we get an awesome fight between Maul and Ahsoka. I mean, it's one of the best fights I think. Period. Like out of any of them that we've seen, even in the movies, like I would it is really that. good.
1: Well, and if you think about it, it cinematically their styles work very well for a fight sequence. It does because you have Maul and his like brute strength with the double-ended saber, and then you have Ahsoka with the the grace and the finesse of the the style that she uses with like the holding one backhand and holding one. I think she goes like forehand and backhand with it mm-hmm. from time to time. So it's like cinematically that can work very very well. And, and it, so
0: seeing the two of them fight was awesome.
1: What? I was going to say, and it's animated, so you can make anything look great because you're not bound to realism. Well, and then we also got to see a really
0: cool behind the scenes. Uh, they, I think they released it on their Facebook page. They use motion capture to capture oh. the fight between Maul and uh, Ahsoka. And, and then what they did was, is they then went on top of it with the digital stuff to make it look like it does, um, for the, for the show. And then, you know, there was a few little things that they edited a little bit to make it more, I want to say forcey. <laughs> you know, Star Warsy. I yeah. guess you could say, you know, give it a more of a... Kind of make it exciting. less,
1: less believable in that sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Make get more fantasy yeah yeah and so um but then what was so cool what i have loved about all of these uh, th- these two parts in particular is there's been little pieces of revenge of the sith that have tied yes. into the show and so we get to see like you know obi-wan talks to ahsoka and says hey dooku is dead anakin just killed him he's going to be working with the chancellor now and then even ahsoka's like anakin's going to be working with him are y'all spying on him like even she is like this is not right you know morally that's not right for the jedi to do that and then i thought the coolest part was there was an exact scene from episode three where it's Windu and Yoda and a few other of the Jedi, and they're talking about going and talking to the Chancellor.
1: That was in uh, the most recent episode. The Holograms? Yeah. yeah. It was Yoda, Mace Windu, and ki mundi And it was, I think it, it might have been lifted verbatim.
0: I think it was. Because then in the movie it then goes to a different scene mm-hmm. but in the show we then get to see the continuation and in the continuation ahsoka walks in and she's also on a hologram and you know they have a conversation but then of course my the thing that stuck out to me about that was just how rude windu was to her
1: mm-hmm. like, it was at like, the same time though oh, i'm sorry this is something that you that doesn't concern you citizen at the same time though i mean that's how it is because she she had used that word before talking to Rex cuz she was like no I'm not a jedi you know I'm just a citizen of the galaxy doing my duty so yeah. it's just kind of like it's the same word but it's a different context and like you had said you really appreciate the the throwing in of various bits of revenge of the sith one of my earliest favorite movies was uh 2005's crash i don't know if you've seen it it's one of those ensemble cast, um, juxtaposition movies. So there's like four or five different plots all going on at the same time. And then they tie them in together at the end. And that's what, uh, shattered the, the most recent episode. That's what it felt like to me because it, you know, we all know revenge of the Sith. We know the things that are going on in the main, uh, the main line plot of star Wars. So knowing this goes on in the background at the same time as those other things, was really, really cool to me.
0: I agree. It was very cool. Uh, And then, of course, right shortly after that is when we get Order 66. And that was a question that I think lots of people had for a long time, was, did an Order 66, did uh, did that affect people like Ahsoka or Maul? Because technically they're not a part of any of the groups exactly, but they do have force abilities. And it turns out that it didn't matter. Uh, And then also, it also turns out that the clones, for the most part, didn't want to do what they did, but were being controlled by microchips implanted in their head. And so even Rex is like, like at the beginning, when the order was first given, he's like, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. But then... He can't help it. He can't help but
1: try to kill Ahsoka. Well, mm-hmm. oh, uh, and that but- was that was an interaction. I was really excited to see how it was going to go, because obviously, um, through Rebels, we know that Ahsoka survives, and we know that Rex survives. So I was really wondering what was going to happen there. So I think I think the Order sixty six stuff in in that episode was done in a really really cool way.
0: But I have fully enjoyed these past few episodes and it makes me sad how short they are because yeah. i i love it every single bit of it and so it it's um it makes me wish that they had just done this from the beginning instead of giving us all those filler episodes because that's clearly what it was from the very beginning as it was just
1: i will say i'm completely content with the bad batch episodes I thought those were cool. The middle, because it's three separate plots, really. It's the Bad Batch, it's Ahsoka and the sisters, and then it's Maul. And I could have done, like, I mean, like you, I could have done without that middle plot and just give me more Ahsoka, Maul, surviving.
0: But, so I I take it you were a fan as well of these past two episodes?
1: I, I am, definitely. I, I'm, I'm very sad that it it it's going to
0: end again. I know. <laughs> I'm interested to see what happens, but I do think it's very clear that I think the fans are very excited for what they've done and very pleased with, the, with what they've done. And so I really don't think that this is going to be the end of Ahsoka. I think we're going to see her again.
1: Oh, no, we absolutely will. I mean, she's been confirmed to be cast in Mandalorian, hasn't she, or is it still just a rumor? I don't know if that's... F- like set in
0: stone yet because it's rosario dawson isn't it yeah i mean that's what they've said but i don't even know if that's like confirmed i think that's just like strong rumor that okay. that's happening and she's even said yes i would love to yeah but i was would... you know i we're gonna see more i mean i i wouldn't even i wouldn't be surprised if we got like an ahsoka show or an ahsoka movie i would even.
1: i would be all about a disney plus ahsoka movie To show, I think there are time constraints because you know where she is with Rebels and then you know, I mean, we will know where she is when Clone Wars ends. So then it's just a matter of how much time does she have in between that. So from a a TV show perspective, you would have a set number of seasons. And I feel like a lot of creative forces don't necessarily do well with that. Like they want open-ended. They want to be able to control... Um, the tenure, the length, uh what they can do. And with Ahsoka you can't really do that. So I think a movie would be would be a lot better. But there's also there's also that book, the Ahsoka book, that's supposed to be phenomenal.
0: It is pretty good. I, I recommend the read for sure. She go she actually talks about the fight that she had with Maul. Um but yes, so that was Clone Wars. Clone Wars. My wife says I say it funny. Do I say it
1: funny? I mean, you have been saying Clone Wars. Yeah. No, you haven't. I was making that up. I haven't noticed anything. I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. You put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Clone Wars.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's it. Wow. We could just end the show right there. I mean, we can if you want, but I would like to talk about Extraction. I'm kidding everybody's like wait this this episode is entitled extraction what what's that about uh
1: yes tune in next time and we'll tell you (laughs) that's our cliffhanger (laughs) this is our season finale oh we've always wondered when we were gonna have season two so that's actually kind of interesting
0: moving into extraction i always put a warning at the beginning of an episode to let you know when something is not appropriate for children because we are a family-friendly podcast like we want to keep everything fresh and clean for the kids and uh, you know so that you don't have to be embarrassed you know about what you're listening to if they walk in and hear it so even during this review we're going to keep it clean um, and try not to go into huge detail about what happens because boy this movie is rated r and uh actually the language is not that bad i was actually Um, very surprised i actually really enjoyed it's kind of because it's how i feel about it personally at the very beginning of the movie there was this guy who was cursing and the guy beside him goes dude learn some new adjectives and i was like
1: yes it's not exactly what he said But we can't say exactly what he he said. It was
0: a little more colorful, but it proved a point. And I was like, yes, that's exactly right. Like, save. Anyway, that's just how I feel about it personally. But I say all that to say that um, it was very graphic. Oh, my gosh. So graphic, so violent. Give it about 15 minutes and then the violence kicks
1: up and it does not stop. Not even like really stylized. Because a lot no. of a lot of movies, especially like military style action movies, don't necessarily show you the things that Extraction shows you.
0: It was yeah, it was pretty brutal. It was, it and was, it's man. it's a
1: mix of it too. Because it's not just like shooting people in the face, which there's a lot of that. Don't get me wrong, but there's knives, there's um, you know different assault rifles versus handguns, and then cars. the cars Trucks. and the hand to hand. I thought was the most hand brutal part. Was intense. Yeah. Some, and the sounds that went with the hand to hand, they're kind of haunting. Cause they're, I mean, obviously they're added in post. Like they didn't kill they the extras though, <laughs> but uh.
0: so uh, that's why we give that warning. Now what I'm going to do real quick, because I actually thought about it earlier, I can do a very quick spoiler free synopsis. Okay. And then I figured what you and I will do is we'll go ahead and rate the movie from there and then we'll go into spoilers. Okay, so what that uh, way everybody
1: What type of scale are we wanting? Are we wanting a Hemsworth scale? Or are we wanting just like a action movie scale?
0: Let's just do action movie scale. Okay. And I mean like a pure action movie scale.
1: I'll be I'll be thinking.
0: I know I need to think too. Okay, here we go. Quick quick brief what happened so we have this guy he's australian uh it's chris hemsworth spoiler he is we find out later that his name is tyler that's not really a spoiler that's just we're gonna go ahead and fast forward to that so uh tyler's in australia you can tell that he's been having some really hard times uh trying to forget him kind of thing he's a mercenary uh and then somebody shows up and says hey we've got this kid And he needs to be saved because he has been kidnapped by a drug lord. Oh, by the way, the kid is the son of another drug lord. So it's these two drug lords, and they're, like, fighting with each other. And one has stolen the other one's son. So what Chris Hemsworth has to do is he has to go in and save this kid. He has to extract him. Ha! There's the name of the movie. And so he... Goes to
1: India to save this kid. Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Sorry, I feel like that's a very important distinction. Yes, sorry. Thank you. Because the the uh, son and- the son is the son of the most powerful drug lord in India, and he was kidnapped by the most powerful drug lord in Bangladesh. So they they yes. throw that in there just kind of offhand early in the movie, and they I was really like, do. That's important. I feel like from a from a socio political standpoint, that is very important. <laughs>
0: However, if you're just wanting a good action movie,
1: you probably don't care. You probably don't care. Like
0: obviously, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. I was just like, cool, guns. Um and so they they uh he goes in to save them. He saves them uh halfway through. It re- actually really was halfway through the movie. It was the movie's about 2 hours long. At exactly one hour, you find out that things are maybe not exactly as they appear. I won't say exactly what happens, but there's a huge twist. And so uh, Chris Hemsworth is left with this decision. Does he leave the kid or does he continue helping the kid? And we find out some stuff about his past and he makes his decision. Uh, and then we keep he keeps working towards the extraction. And there's a lot of gunfights and fist fights and knife fights and car fights hopper
1: from stranger things shows up as well yeah i was so are we are we oh no this this will be spoiler free i was not a fan of his character well i i I definitely not later (laughs) like i completely understand where his character came from and why he made the decisions he did but not a fan Yeah, I did not,
0: I liked him at first. I was like, okay, this is kind of a nice uh, breather. That's definitely what it was. It was definitely a change of pace. This intense stuff. Um, And then later on, you're like, oh, maybe you're not the kind of guy we thought you were. Okay, so so. that's pretty much it. Uh, That's really all I can say without spoiling anything. John. I'm
1: trying. I'm... Where would you rate this movie? I first off, I thought it was pretty good. On I really a, enjoyed it. On a one to ten scale, I would probably give it like a seven. I will say it does not have a lot of rewatchability, though. It, see, that's exactly what I was about to say, and because
0: of that, I'm going to rate it lower. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Uh, so on a scale, if we're just real quick on that one to ten, I'm actually going to rate it a five, just because you're right. Like I watched it. But I'm not gonna watch it again.
1: It's not a it's not a generational movie like um, Lethal Weapon or Die Hard, or uh, or John Wick, John Wick, or Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon Four is very underrated. People sleep on Lethal Weapon Four. I'm trying to come up with like a clever action movie scale to rate this, and I can't think of just like a really bad action movie because like a lot of them are. If even if they're bad, they're like campy, so they're good. You know what yeah. I mean? So just like what's a pure bad action movie can you think of one like i i'm having really a really hard time we'll see kind of like this movie it's forgettable yeah
0: <laughs> like yeah it was good but it was very just basic i guess it was just your basic no i don't want
1: to hear you movie. talking crap about basic basics a good movie <laughs> john travolta samuel L. jackson that's a good movie bet you bet you weren't expecting that reference i was not um, I was, that I honestly can't, i can't think of one it came out of left field it's almost honestly it's a very similar parallel to Logan in almost every way. Yeah, but Logan was good. But how many times have you gone back and rewatched it? Once. Right? I mean, it's been out Okay. <laughs> 3 years. Like it's but it had it also had heart
0: too. And you were I mean, you do root for the character.
1: It's 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 a it's a poor man's Logan. That will be my review a, po- a poor man's logan interesting <laughs> i mean that's that's absolutely what it is yeah so they have i don't this know same...
0: i'm having a hard time with
1: it so imagine trying to put however many movies logan was in all of that character development into one movie so it's oh oh it's rushed and it's not good hold on i gotta look it up real quick oh, it was like a this. It was an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. You best not be talking about Commando, because I really enjoy Commando. No, not Commando. Because it's bad, but it's good. Is it true lies or collateral damage?
0: Okay. There is a Arnold Schwarzenegger movie called Last Stand.
1: I don't even know what that
0: is. It's where he plays like a... He Actually, I think he just plays like a sheriff. He's I, like the sheriff okay, of I this little town. I know what you're talking town. about now and it was one of those movies that i enjoyed in the moment like as i was watching it i was like okay this isn't bad but i have not watched it since okay and obviously it was forgettable because i couldn't even remember the name so i'm gonna put it right there with last stand
1: okay so what a so going into more uh more spoiler based reviews uh what are some of your opinions of extraction some of my opinions of extraction okay
0: it felt like it jumped a lot like the scenes all like jumped so much like you could tell that they just didn't bother like they were just like oh yeah we're not gonna worry about showing you how this person got here and this person got here we're just gonna jump to. they they just got there they just got there Yeah. yeah like he you know like he shows up at his little hut in the middle of the Australian outback and that lady's there and is
1: like, Hey, we got this job for you. That's um, actually incredibly believable. I feel like, cause there's this hut in the middle of nowhere and there's a helicopter and it's like, well, I'm just going to assume Chris Hemsworth does not own a helicopter. So. No.
0: And in and, and that part, like what, what was annoying though was like, she's like, okay, gotta be at this place, blah, blah, blah. And then the very, I think the very next scene
1: was he was at that place at that time.
0: <laughs> With, and not only that, but he was, like, already geared up and ready to go and was, like, leaving the location and was like, all right, let's do this.
1: <laughs> it was like, yeah. okay, wow, that was a huge jump. So I have a couple of, of big criticisms. One I had already mentioned, um, the character development for Chris Hemsworth I feel like was very rushed. Because they tried to give him depth that his character did not warrant, in my opinion. I think there's a there's a character development journey that you could put him on, from beginning of the movie he's a true merc, he's exclusively motivated by the money, to the end where he you know has a heart and makes a decision based on his heart. There's a way to do that, and they they did some of the things right, but there was a scene in the middle of the movie he's talking to uh, Ovi I think was the kid's name. Uh And um, he was talking about how his son had died and he was in Afghanistan. He was not there. And it really reminded me of the scene at the end of the Hurt Locker. When Jeremy Renner's character is just such an adrenaline junkie, he can't adapt to the civilian life. And um, that scene at the end of the Hurt Locker worked so much better because it was the end. So he had already had a movie's worth of development. So you already knew who this character was. And to have that scene moved from the end of a movie, actually to move from the end of a very good movie to the middle of an okay movie, it just doesn't work. And then my other, one of my other big criticisms, this is one I saw uh, online before I actually watched the movie. And watching the movie, it sticks out like a sore thumb. Um, Apparently a lot of Hollywood blockbuster style movies like to put filters over various countries. So in that sense, the scenes that were in Australia were very clear, were very open. The air was good. And then the scenes that were in Bangladesh were very yellow. No, like having read that before the movie, it definitely jumps out at you. And like the, I don't know, it just, it's a very bad image for Hollywood to be painting an entire country in that light because it almost treats them as like dirty or unclean comparatively. And I don't agree with that.
0: Yeah, I think that they've done, they've come to do that just so that people know that this takes place in a, a separate location.
1: But, to, but I, I can see what you're saying. But to counter that argument, I mean, it's not like when they were in Australia, they weren't in Sydney, they weren't in Perth. They weren't That's in Melbourne. True. They weren't in the big cities. That's true. So they were. They were. So, so that could be the separation.
0: I see what you're saying. Cause like, there's, um, like for example, an, a, a show that did that was um, Breaking Bad. Uh, Breaking Bad had the orange filter over the lens whenever they would go to um, Mexico, mm-hmm. and a lot of people complained about that, kind of for the same reasons. But at the same time, there were a lot of times where, like, an episode would just open up, and they would be in Mexico. See, but, but because you... we knew that Mexico had this orangey tint to it, like, as soon as the episode opened up and it was more of an orange color, you knew we were really like, okay. "Oh, this is this is in
1: Mexico. This isn't in um, Arizona. Arizona or, uh, yeah, or New Mexico, wherever Breaking Bad is. I've never uh, watched New Breaking Mexico. Bad. Yeah." Let's throw that in there real subtle. I've never watched Breaking Bad. I know. I want to I make that a point for the listeners again. I'll just, I'll, I'll let you know. I've never seen it. I wish you would. It's so good. I do, I respect Breaking Bad. Uh, similarly to what I said about Ahsoka, this is a tangent, but I'm going to say it anyway, how a lot of creative people don't like having a set plan. They want to be able to plan their own longevity. Breaking Bad had a set plot. And even though it was wildly successful, they did not deviate from it. They ended when they said they were going to end at the beginning.
0: I, I can I can see your argument there, but I think, I think what stood out to me was, I honestly, <laughs> this is bad, but I kept checking the time. I I, I kept pausing the movie multiple times, and was like, "Now how much time is left? Now how much time is left?" Because
1: it just kept going for as fast paced as it was it moved very slowly in my opinion
0: it well it's
1: because that it was just
0: one constant fight and and that to me is just exhausting
1: yeah i've never
0: really appreciated stuff like that like i know some people crave that like um i won't say his name on the podcast but we have a mutual friend i'll tell you like and so like one of the things i I was worried about with in-game was i was like man i'm just worried it's going to be one giant fight for three hours and he goes, what's wrong with that? And I was like, everything. Yeah, there needs to be some type of plot. <laughs> yeah, so having a fight all the time in a movie, that's just exhausting for me. I want story. And so,
1: but this really didn't have story. It was just like, let's go. <laughs> it, was, it was fight with plot sprinkled in. Yes. And I completely agree with, with your standpoint on that. If there's no real reason to fight, then don't fight. Yeah. Because, I mean, like I said, with, with Hemsworth's rushed character development, I have a really hard time seeing him make the decision he did. He's a merc, through and through. And then all of a sudden, he's a merc with a heart. Not a merc with a mouth? Uh, you know, he actually didn't really say a whole lot. So, and he I, didn't, did he? I also, I also think merc with a mouth is taken. <laughs> I will say, as the movie went on, you kind of know that Chris Hemsworth's character is a tragic hero, In the sense that he's not going to make it. But as the movie went on, I did progressively find myself hoping he was going to make it.
0: I did too. So in a way, maybe what they did ended up working. So you actually do kind of care about the character at the end. You're like,
1: man, I hope he makes it. And you think he's going to. (laughs) Speaking of the end, uh, I hate the end of this movie. Really? Not as much as I hate the end of Snowpiercer. But I hate the end of this movie. So... The movie should end. There's a climactic fight on the bridge between Chris Hemsworth and the kid's bodyguard and Chris Hemsworth's bros. uh, And like apparently the entire police force of Dhaka in the Bangladesh. Is it the Bangladesh or just Bangladesh? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just Bangladesh. So it's like the entire military force of this city is hunting this kid down. Chris Hemsworth dies tragically on this bridge. Uh, from a character who has no business still being relevant in that movie. Um, I hated that, to be honest with you. And he falls off the bridge. The kid escapes in the helicopter. And that should be the end of the movie. It should. So the movie but goes it's on. Not. It's another like 15 minutes after that. And it's uh, OV at a pool, um, you know, mimicking something that Chris Hemsworth's character did earlier in the film that the kid has no idea, like, he has no reason to know what that is, because it's not like, you know, they're in this hail of gunfire, and Chris Hemsworth sits him down and goes, now, son, let me tell you about this thing I do to clear my mind. I jump down into a pool, and I sit there forever. Like, no, he's gonna say, hey, don't die. Let's keep going. So, anyway, he gets out of the pool, and then there's a, a white guy at the edge of the pool, really pixelated, and then cuts to black. And I was like, are you serious? They're going to allude to the fact that he might not be dead. He took an AK bullet to the neck, fell off a bridge,
0: and landed in some nasty water.
1: Yeah. So I mean, even if he was alive, he was not alive very long. No. Oh, I'm also I'm also skipping over the fact that um, one of Chris Hemsworth's friends, the woman previously at his house in the outback of Australia, hunted down the Bangladeshi drug lord and shot him at a urinal. Uh, which is a very disrespectful way to go. And then she I agree. had some uh, unnecessary bullets there at the end. She she knew he was dead, and she shot him in the face two more times. Boom, boom, so, boom, boom. Boom, um, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, that's based, that's what it felt like. It was just so unnecessary. That liquid that that's pouring out of his body, and you're that just hurt. like, what is going? But I was like, on? oh yeah, no one's going to be able to figure out who the woman from the men's room was. Yeah. And if they can't figure that just out, follow whose, the trail. Whose dress has blood on it? Like, come on. <laughs> just everything after the bridge. I have a lot of problems with. If you watch this movie after our uh, glowing review of it, um, just stop the movie there and turn it off. It'll be a better movie.
0: So do you think that that was Chris Hemsworth? that was outside of the pool.
1: No, he took, so he took a scar H bullet to the shoulder, which by the way, scar H is not a sniper rifle. <laughs> It's just a heavy AR. Um, so I have a hard time seeing that used as a sniper rifle. So he, well, took, he took that bullet clean through the shoulder. Messed him up. He got hit by a car early in this movie. Messed up his shoulder and his leg. He got shot in like the gut early in the last fight. Yeah. And then he got shot in the neck. He's not alive. No. Zero chance.
0: And if he is, he's definitely not standing at the the edge of the pool he's probably in a wheelchair and he's hooked like up a, to several machines
1: he's like uh oh gosh who is it woods in a black ops 2 that's that's what he would be like although for different reasons that's another graphic plot golly different, but uh, different what they what they allude at is that like the
0: kid you know he gets i mean you assume that he goes to australia i guess to live out the rest of his days because he ended up not caring for his dad because his dad was, you know, he started saying sometimes in the afternoon or in the evening when we're having dinner, I'll look at my dad and I'll be like, whose other dad did he kill today? Because that's like what he does on a daily basis. You assume that he gets to live out his life in, in safety at this school. It looked like some sort of prep school. And um, yeah, so... I don't know. I guess it. what it did was is I guess it, you know, it's kind of one of those really good endings where you kind of, I, I liked the ending and that you're kind of like, ooh, did he live? Or was that just some other random white guy?
1: No, it's, um, I feel like the end of it, and I'll have to, I don't know. So the first, one of the first credits, once the credits actually start rolling, uh, says that it's based off of a graphic novel. Really? Yes. I I okay. watched too much of the credits. So, it says that it's based on a graphic novel, and that intrigues me uh, to the degree that I kind of want to read it and just see how it stands up. Yeah. Because I feel like, at this point, the graphic novel has to be better than the movie. You're so, going to be even more disappointed if... He... Well, then, I, I mean, I feel like at the end of a graphic novel, especially a one-off like that, when there, I don't think there's a sequel, it has yeah, there's to be a... more well-established. Because yeah, that there's... you can't you can't end a movie with a megastar... Like vaguely like that, because it's like, well, I mean if it does all right, we might have extraction too. the kid could get kidnapped again. you never know. I just taken two all over again, right? I will say for for what he was asked to do, I think Chris Hemsworth did well. like if there were awards for action movies, he would not be nominated, but he could be in the conversation because he's not he's not Stallone, like Stallone and Rambo 2 has the acting ability of like this microphone. And I mean, he turned it into a, gosh, a 45 year career. Rocky wasn't 77, no, 76, 44 years ago. Good night. We did a good job reviewing that. I hope so. I I feel like we did a good job. Uh, If you have uh, other thoughts or concerns, or you want to let us know how you think we did, uh, definitely reach out to us. We love engagement hearing from y'all. So um, we
0: did. We, we actually, I put something out, um, over, uh, I think earlier this week, which when this comes out
1: will be last week. The, the last week uh, of April. Yeah, and
0: uh, I asked what shows everybody had been watching, uh, had several replies. One, I think might be a good future episode, uh, which is Star Wars versus Star Trek. Uh, maybe even reviewing some of the older Star Trek versus the newer Star Trek that's come out recently.
1: I, I'll be honest, if we tried to do a straight up comparison, it would 100% boil down to me for Wrath of Khan versus Empire Strikes Back. And that's been like the nerd debate of the last 30 years. That could be fun. That would be contentious. And then
0: we also had somebody say that they've been watching Ozark, mm-hmm. which I have tried to start Ozark, but I was not enjoying it because it just felt like. A breaking bad ripoff and so that bothered me
1: i could see that because i watched i think like the like the first episode and a half and obviously i mean infamously i have not watched any breaking bad um but i could see the comparison there
0: yeah i mean it it was a little bit different of course but for the most part it just like i mean i feel like a true
1: breaking bad ripoff would be something like narcos
0: yeah because it had to do with drugs yeah but anyway um but yeah, so that is a way that uh, we try to keep engaged with you guys during this time of, of uh, being quarantined. By the way, that leads me to another thing I wanted to mention too. Please, 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 please. I know that most of you probably listen to us in the car. And right now, a lot of people aren't listening, or aren't driving, rather, to work so you're not going to be listening to us as much. However, I really want to encourage you to go ahead and listen to us. First off, it's a nice little break. And plus, you want to hear our voices. I know you do. Yeah, you know, I mean, you probably we're, we're, miss us.
1: we're pretty much just like ASMR for your life. It's our new, it's our we new are, tagline. We're a nerdy NPR. NNPR. In, in
0: but yeah, so we'd love we'd love for you to share us with your friends and family. Um, we've got lots to say, and we'd love for you to listen. But John, would you like to give them where they can reach out to us? I
1: absolutely can. Um, so for the podcast itself, you can reach us at facebook.com slash theydidn'taskus, uh, with no spacing or punctuation, because that's how URLs work. Um, you can... <laughs> Sorry, I, I, t- I put a space in a URL last week, and Google was like, what are you doing? Come on. Um, <laughs> you have been kicked off the internet. Basically, <laughs> basically. Um, and then our Anchor account, which is anchor.fm slash they didn't ask us. You can leave us a voice message. Um, and if you, if you are in for it, you know, we could put that in the pod, maybe a and a sometime. Um, or if you're not into a video message or a video message, an audio message, you could send us an email at they didn't ask us at gmail.com. Um, do you have uh, personal socials or anything where they'd want you want people to find you personally?
0: Yes. If you want to follow me on Instagram, which I have been very bad at doing anything on Instagram here lately, uh, I've just been very swamped with work and, and so forth uh, but you can follow me at the nerd
1: is underscore n, and then, I mean, <laughs> you, I, you can find me at on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash J M U E L L E R eight three, three, two. So I, I mean, I'd love mm. to see everybody come hang out and chat. We can talk. I will, I will warn you it's not quite as a uh, family friendly as this podcast is though. So that's just something to keep in mind. Definitely need to put the warning out there fair enough thank you for the warning you're at, you pre- i appreciate the thanks
0: well and but also thank you for turning in, turning in what tuning on, in
1: tur- turning on tuning in yes i got thank you Thank you
0: for tuning in for another episode of they didn't ask us and we will catch you next time and
1: until then what do we say john Well, you always say it, so I get to say it this time? This is really exciting. Nerd out.
0: (laughs) Thank you for joining
1: us on this week's episode of They Didn't Ask Us. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach out to us at they didn't ask us at gmail.com you can also reach us on our social media our newly created facebook account facebook.com slash they didn't ask us while you're there uh, feel free to like our posts follow our page and share our content with your friends we'd love to have you
0: check back with us in two weeks to hear more ramblings and opinions from your new favorite podcast